welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 21, Music on Lost Girl. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And recently, we've been doing a lot of character analysis and talking about cons, so I thought we'd take a break from that this week and talk about the music on Lost Girl. I know a lot of people really love the music that has been chosen to use in different moments throughout the series, so I thought we'd start by just the three of us talking about our favorite music moments, and then I ask people on Twitter to tell me their favorite music moments, and so we'll talk about those as well. So why don't we start with you, Annie? What's what's one of your favorite music moments on the show? Well, the first thing I want to mention is that music in a TV show, it's, it's part of the organic whole. It's usually one of the last things to be added in post after principal shooting and editing and everything. And it really is important for the audience because it's like the emotional thread that runs through the episode. And it dictates how the audience really should feel when they're watching a scene. So it's it's just as important of a piece as the acting or the writing or directing. And I think a lot of people don't realize it unless you take the music away. But I think the great thing about Lost Girl is that it has so much music that people pick up on and that they really like. And there's uh, typically two kinds of music. There's the licensed songs by the artists that are dropped into a scene. And in the industry, I think they call that a needle drop, you know, which is a colloquialism for, you know, when you... Uh, a film's traditional score, it's uh, replaced by traditional popular music. So that's mostly what we'll be talking about today are the songs used in Lost Girl. And then there's the original score, which I believe is, uh, you know, quite a bit here and there in Lost Girl, but I wanted to mention both eventually. But I think one of the first things that came up for me was the Lost Girl theme song, you know, which plays over the credits every week. Well, which we don't see in the U.S. anymore, which is kind of annoying. But it's uh, written by Jody Calero, Mark DeFelice, and Benjamin Pinkerton. And Benjamin Pinkerton also does the uh, film score for Lost Girl. And at first I thought that this was a, um, you know, a song that they just dropped in. And I didn't realize until I looked at the lyrics later online that it's got the word Faye in it. So that's a, it's kind of a great, catchy, poppy song. And I love that Lost Girl has its own theme. But... You know, the only thing, one of the many things we say is lacking is Lost Girl merchandise. We're like, Lost Girl has its own theme song. Why can't it have its own release soundtrack? Yeah, I know a lot of people would love for there to be an official soundtrack. I know, especially if you've got the theme song, which was written for the show, which is always interesting to kind of look at and analyze the lyrics, I guess, in relation to Bo. And I actually think, talking about the theme, I'm actually quite glad that they wrote their own theme music. Because... I feel like when you hear that theme, all you can think about is Lost Girl. Whereas, say, like House, which has a Massive Attack song as its theme. Whenever I hear that Massive Attack song, I don't immediately think House, because I heard that song many times before it became House's theme song. Teardrop. Teardrop, thank you. But when I hear the Lost Girl theme, which I believe is just called Lost Girl theme, all I can think about is Lost Girl. So I actually really love that they have an original theme song. It's pretty rare these days, too. Sadly. Mm -hmm. I think Lost Girl is such a unique show with, you know, the whole world they've created with the Fae and that kind of character, 
that whole the dark and the light fey and just they just created their own terminology in a sense so i'm glad that that word is actually in the theme song and again it, it like you said it makes you think of lost girl immediately so how about you chris what's one of your favorite song moments well, let's start at the beginning, shall we? I, I love in the first episode, they've got the, the song, uh, I Know What I Am by the Band yes, of Skulls. Yes, one of my favorites. Or Band of Skulls. Especially seeing further into the series how thematically, I know what I am, that statement has sort of, has a few different meanings, I guess, throughout the series. And, you know, especially at that point in the series, Bo actually doesn't know who she is, or rather doesn't know what she is. But I think the overwhelming sense of that scene is that she knows that she's this person who accidentally kills people and has to run. You know, it it gives, I think, a real familiarity to that burning her clothes, packing her clothes. There's a familiarity there for Bo that this is her life. You know what I mean? Right. No, no. But again, that's sort of what I like about it is that it is so perfect for that scene. But in the greater context of things, she has yet to find out about the Fae even existing. And Yeah, it's a great song because it really sets the tone for who Bo is. And you're just listening to it, and it's it's edited really well, just with those quick edits with Bo burning the clothes, getting her license and money from, you know, the fireplace. And it's just, you've got this mysterious, badass woman who's got some kind of power all in leather. She's on the run, and the song just really amps up the scene with these quick quick edits. And it just it's one of those scenes and songs that are just put together perfectly that you're like, whoa, what's this all about? Right, and as Stephanie said, the way they do it makes it feel like it is sort of routine for Bo, which is sort of great, character-wise. They did a really good edit of the song, as well as editing of the scene, because obviously the chorus is, is great for this moment where, you know, I know what I am, blah, blah, blah. But they also chose part of one of the verses the lyrics are, looks to me like a narrow escape, which is toward the end of the song, but they that's the part of the song that they chose to use in that moment because of what's going on in the scene. So the lyrics are very appropriate, and the way that they edit it really brought that out. So one of my favorite songs from the show is the song by the uh, Sour Cherry by The Kills, which is probably the song that I most associate with Lost Girl now that I didn't before, because I've been listening to The Kills for a really long time, not to sound like a hipster, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I've been yes, hipster. hipster. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been listening to The Kills since their first album came out. I love The Kills. And I had heard Sour Cherry dozens of times before I saw it on the show. And it obviously, Sour Cherry, it's in the first song in Vexed, which was the original pilot where Bo is walking down that hall and Dyson is boxing, and then they have that crazy wild sex scene. I'd heard this song dozens of times before I saw Lost Girl, but now whenever I hear that song, all I can think about is that scene with Bo walking down the hallway. Hey! (laughs) I didn't mean the sex scene part. Really? No, sure you didn't. Wink! Well, I think that's great. You have a background with that scene because you have an attachment to that band and that song before it was used in Lost Girl. You know, and it's technically the first piece of music you hear on the series since Vex is the original pilot. And I think, again, it's just edited perfectly with that hungry, primal sex scene, you know, and it's such a contrast compared to 
later in the episode when you have Bo and Lauren and they have, you know, Madman is used and it's a ballad and it's very slow and gentle compared with angry, wall-busting sex. Well, not quite angry a- sex, aggressive. but more like desperate, yeah. I need yeah. to feed sex. Yeah, yeah. So it's two total polar opposites and how the two song choices they use emphasize that perfectly. Just to mention Mad Men, I always thought the lyrics were kind of interesting. I'm like, they don't really fit a love scene. I'm like, what the hell is this song about? And birds and cages or whatever. What? Whatever. It fits the scene. But I, this is one thing I have to mention is that that was probably the first song I downloaded. And the first three songs I downloaded f- that were used on Lost Girl were all used in docubus sex scenes. And I have to tell you, I felt kind of pervy downloading those songs for that reason. Gee, Annie, I'm so but- shocked to hear that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so moving on to my other favorite song that was used, of course, this is a lot of people's favorites, was uh, Lose It, which was in the second season in 206 when Bo and Lauren have their desperate tear-off clothes sex scene. That's honestly one of my favorite scenes in the show, because I'm like, why do I watch this so much? And then I'm like, oh, it must be one of my favorites. But, um, again, that melody goes with the perfect, perfectly with that urgency of needing, could be their last night together, and they just, you know, need to get the clothes off, and they need to feel each other, and so it's a perfect song for me. But again, I think that was the second song I downloaded. Well, you shouldn't feel that pervy, or at least you should not feel alone in your perviness, because by far, the songs that people named the most tended to be songs In docubus sex scenes in particular, but sex scenes in general. So don't feel alone in your perviness. Yeah, it was so funny. The one thing I wanted to mention was because, you know, some of these artists, they're probably like, I don't know if they look at their downloads from time to time, but they're probably like, why the hell is this one song like getting such a spike on this one day? And they probably, maybe they figure it out one day and they go, oh, that's right. I gave my, you know, I, I let my song be used on Lost Girl. It aired last night. That's why it's getting downloaded so much. Oh, look at the scene it was used in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so how about you, Chris? What's another favorite of yours? Skipping ahead a little bit, uh, in 219, Truth and Consequences, at the end of the episode, they close it out with Close Watch by Agnes Obel. And... It's one of those things where I can listen to the song now and it kind of gets to me because I'm thinking about just how utterly heartbreaking that scene is. It's um, Bo's comforting Kenzie after Kenzie has just broken up with Nate. But of course, Bo had actually initially come home looking for solace from Kenzie because she just killed Nadia. And oh, it just makes me so sad. But I was looking at the lyrics to that song last night and I think it was originally probably written as not really a love song, but a song from a woman to somebody she is in love with. But I think it works really well as a song about Bo and Kenzie's mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, it does. That's one of my favorites, too. And it just, it really underscores the loneliness of both of those characters. But they're not, you know, Bo isn't fully divulging to Kenzie what happened. And Bo has to put her feelings aside and deal with what Kenzie's going through. But yeah, I love that last shot and how the song fades out. It's very, very well done. I, I believe it keeps playing during the credits, too. And it just keeps breaking my heart. <laughs> I love it so much, you guys. <laughs> so another one of my favorites, which, Annie, see, this is in a sex scene, is <laughs> is Boys Wanna Be Here by Peaches, which is in Fatal Attraction. It's playing when Bo is having the, thesa- the threesome with, with uh, Olivia and Samir. Again, this is a song I had experience with before I heard it on the show, but I thought it was an awesome pick for that 
that moment because really what's going on there is Bo is just embracing her succubus self, you know, having sex for fun, having sex with a man, sex with a woman is great. It's a really fun song. And, you know, obviously the lyrics are appropriate. Boys want to be or girls want to be or so quite appropriate for a threesome scene, I think. But I, I think it's just a really nice underscore for that that particular moment for Bo in her, sort of her growth as a succubus. And I love that song because um, I've seen it used in a couple of fan videos, like one for Battlestar Galactica's Starbuck. You know, I just think that it's a great song for a character that everybody wants. Men, women, gay, straight, bisexual, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants to have a piece of this character because they are so alluring in whatever way, whether they're badasses or whether they're just a succubus or whatever. I don't know about you guys, but when that song came on, I, I had a little bit of a chuckle. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a very on the nose type of song. It's, it's, it, it does make it chuckle, make you chuckle a little bit, I think. Uh, really briefly, um, uh, Around the Sun by 8mm, which is uh, another song where Bo and Lauren are rolling around in bed <laughs> in 302. So shocked. So, uh, yeah, 8mm, I kind of sort of heard of that band because it's kind of like a friend of a friend, like someone I follow on Twitter. It's one of their best friends, and I believe she's Canadian. One of the things that I wanted to mention is that I believe that Emily Andreas said in an interview once, I don't, I'm pretty sure it was her, she said that regarding the music in Lost Girl, they like to use Canadian artists. And I think it's a great idea to showcase different artists uh, for the American audience that we might not necessarily have heard of. And it gives them more exposure. Like Johnny Hollow, it's an electronica band who sung uh, Nova Heart in the season one, episode 13, when Trick is writing in the book. And also from the same album, uh, it's the song uh, Aegeus, when Lauren is telling Bo about Nadia, and they look at the nail for the first time. You know, you just kind of look at these artists and go, huh, this is kind of interesting, and it might lead to more downloads. It's more exposure for them. And it's not like Lost Girl can necessarily afford the top 40. And I don't think it's a show, I don't want the top 40 on Lost Girl and CW-type songs and freaking Taylor Swift or something. You know, you want something different. And I like that they put a lot of, you know, care into the choices they make. Now, this is another ridiculous one, but... As you should all realize by now, I am ridiculous. I actually rather enjoy in, in 301 Caged Fae <laughs> when Kenzie is entering the prison to go visit Bo and Jailbait by Stinkmit comes on. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it cracks me up every time. Oh God. I great hadn't one. heard that song before, had you? That no. was a great one. No, I, yeah, hadn't, I hadn't heard it before either. That was another one that starts playing and I just start chuckling because that kind of makes that scene. <laughs> So an another one of my favorites. I'm going to mix it up now and it's not going to be a sex scene. Okay. What? I, <laughs> I actually really liked how they were using the Wanderer in season 3, throughout season 3. But and this is this is a song. Uh, you know, this is obviously one of the more well-known songs that they've used. It's a it's a song by Dion from the 1960s. But I really like the way that they've used it. And and Annie talked about different types of music and sort of beyond score versus soundtrack type music. We have music that is supposed to be sort of background music and then music that's actually supposed to be playing within the show itself, which is which is often called source music. Diegetic, I believe, is the word for it. That's a, yeah, that is another word for it. So either source or diegetic music. 
the Wanderer is actually playing it within the show itself. And we, we hear it several times throughout season three, including coming from the merry-go-round in episode 311, Adventures in Babysitting. We hear it in The Dawning. And I just I really like how they've been using that music cue, make it making it kind of ominous in a way, even though I think that's a fairly upbeat kind of peppy song. But they've really taken the tone and, and shifted it. I really love now how they've taken the Wanderer and they used yet another version of it for the one promo that has come out for season four. As much as I was tired of hearing that song, hearing that new version for the promo of season four was really cool. So I have to download that. I believe that version is from somebody who had, uh, I think they said it was Emily Mover, right? Yes. On on Twitter, they announced that. And I noticed when we were doing prep for this episode, the same artist has done at least one song that they've had on the show before. I didn't write it down, so I don't remember what it was, and I apologize, but I did notice that. It's a great cover. It's a great acoustic cover of the song. I was going to check and see if it was available for download. Uh, Not last I saw. I believe Emily Andrus mentioned on Twitter that it would be available soon, though. So how about you, Annie? Do you have another favorite? Yeah, I actually, I'm going to, (laughs) this is not a sex scene. (laughs) (laughs) Two in a row. What's going on? I know. Uh, no, one of the ones, it's just because it's very faint, it's in the background of a scene, and I just wanted to know what it was to see if it was even, you know, original score or not, and um, just because I watched the scene so much, it's in 305 when Lauren is walking down the stairs, and it's a, kind of a funky electronica song, it's called Orgotica, which kind of sounds like Orgia, or, organiz, sounds like orgasm to me, but, and you can find it on iTunes. It's kind of a weird, uh, like I said, it's a weird song, but, um, it's by Eli Gerba, I guess. But if you watch the scene and the scene's going on with Bo meeting Dyson and Tamsin and Kenzie's there, and then right when Dyson notices Lauren, the tempo of the background music changes and it's all the same song. And it's just, again, where the music is used to alert you to say something, to say, hey, something's happening, an important shot is coming up here, or someone's about to enter the scene. I just wanted to know what it was, and so now every time I hear that song, I think of Lauren in that dress. So that's why I downloaded that one. Again, my ulterior motives are not that deep. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a sex scene, but it kind of is. Is what I'm hearing. Yes. Go for it, Chris. Okay. In 302 Subterfanian, Tamsin walks into Licky Lee's Youth Knows No Pain. And it's just such an excellent music cue because that, I don't know, that, that song has a lot of attitude, let's say. It does. And I was actually looking at the lyrics to that song last night because you don't really hear the lyrics so well in that scene. It gets, it, the the volume of the song gets sort of pushed down underneath the dialogue pretty quickly. But even though that song has a lot of attitude, and I think it's great for Tamsin walking into the to the gym, the lyrics are actually kind of nihilistic because it talks it talks about basically kind of going out there and living it up because life is short type of thing, which is the lyrics are actually very appropriate for Tamsin and sort of how her storyline progresses in the season. I was actually thinking that too, as soon as I saw that the title of it was Youth Knows No Pain. Exactly. I mean, especially yeah. since, yeah, as you say, finding out what what the deal is with Tamsin, that's, it's a little too perfect. Yeah, that's, a, that's fascinating. I got to listen to that one. So I guess, let's see, my last favorite one that I'll talk about is 
Okay, I'm going back to a sex scene. <laughs> hey, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I never said you were. <laughs> you are definitely not the only one. Okay, so yes, we've talked about a lot of songs that are in sex scenes, but I think with, with, what we're trying to say is that the music director on Lost Girl really knows how to score. <laughs> I made it's a terrible. joke. terrible. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I was so bad it went over my head. <laughs> Whatever, you loved it. <laughs> Once you got it. <laughs> I appreciated it, Stephanie. Thank you. So yes, the 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 music editor, they really know how to how to put music behind a sex scene. Yes. We'll just we'll just put it put it like that. And since <laughs> since the sex scenes on the show are actually quite important to the plot, Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. Then it's 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 a good thing that they have a music director who is good at, at picking songs for those scenes. So my last pick is going to be Adeline's Keep Me High, which is on the Bo Lauren sex scene at the beginning of episode 304, Fade to Black. Which I don't know that... I have no idea about the sexual orientation of the person who wrote those lyrics. But I will say that the lyrics for those so for that song are very, very appropriate for a scene in which a lady and a lady are getting sexy. I'm just, I'll leave it at that, at that, but they're very appropriate. Yeah, you, you are very, very right. You don't, yeah. The opening lyrics, you know, uh, anyway. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm you talking about. You start yourself when, when you hear the song. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you get into the lyrics, you're like, oh my god. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. If I wasn't already blushing a little bit from the content of that scene, I mean, yeah, I would just, the, the, the song makes me completely red in the face. <laughs> And I believe Adeline, I think she did once on Twitter acknowledge the Lost Girl fans. I think it might have even been right after that episode aired, just saying thank you for listening to my song last night or something like that. I believe it was her. So some of the artists who know that, you know, they're aware of the Lost Girl fans. Hopefully in a good way. So just to real quickly, I'm uh, go over some other songs that got a lot of, of recognition from folks on Twitter. Let's see. We had... Oh, I guess the the only one left that we haven't really talked about, there's two. There's another Adeline or Adeline, I apologize, I don't exactly know how to say her name, song called Say Goodbye, parentheses, I Won't Even. And this was the song that was playing when Bo and Lauren ha take their break in ep the break in episode 310 of Delinquents. And then another one that got a lot of mentions was Change My Needs by Scars on 45. This also plays in Delinquents. It's when Lauren and Dyson are talking in the bar after Lauren and, and Bo have, have taken their break. And several people mentioned really liking that song on, on Twitter. So that was another one that, that got a lot of mentions. Change My Needs is one of those songs where, even though I'm like sitting at my laptop and I'm like, you know, got total tears on my face from watching the break scene. I heard that song and you ever, do you ever just hear a song in a scene like I must have that song. I must I must download that right away because it strikes such an emotional chord in you. That was the song for me. So I have to say that's probably my favorite song so far of everything that's been used in Lost Girl. I mentioned one more thing to say that I, I've thought this for a long time. I am probably the only Lost Girl fan who would want a score released 
from Lost Girl of Benjamin Pinkerton's music, any of the original music he's composed, because I don't know how much is like how much of the uh, score is like just source music that that they can just buy for or use cheaply, um, and how much is originally composed. But I know that original music is composed for the show. It just it, you know for scenes when it's really used effectively. It really brings more to the scene. And the one scene I'm thinking of in particular is in, um, uh, there's Bo Place, uh, like home in 307 when Bo was talking to her mom at the end. And Anna's performance is stellar, but the, the score at that point just makes me sob as well. And it just brings out so much more to that scene. Just everything. It's like it makes it a perfect scene. So, you know, I'm a score junkie. I've been one for like 20 years. You know, I'm a big fan of Bear McCreary, who does the score for Battlestar Galactica, and Joe LaDuca, who's done the music for Xena Warrior Princess, and film scores like Howard Shore, who does Lords of the Rings, and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, my, my, um, collection is probably about 70%. It's all scores. And like I said, I'm probably the only person who wants, a, who would like to hear the score in Lost Girl. But that's just me, because the songs we can download, but the score we can't, so uh, you never know. Hopefully, hopefully. Thank you so much to everybody on Twitter who sent me some of their favorite song moments. I really appreciated your feedback. I love it when we can do crowdsourcing questions like that. So I'm trying to come up with some others that we could do in the future for other shows. So if you didn't respond to us on Twitter or you just want to let us know your thoughts about our thoughts about music from the show, we would love to hear your feedback. You can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode, episode 21, over at drinksatthedoll.com. You can also email us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. But we also love to hear your voices, and there's a couple ways that you can respond to us via audio. You can call our listener voicemail line and leave a message. That number is 972-514-7223. Or you can send us a voice message through SpeakPipe, which you do by clicking on the Send a Voice Message link, which you can find on either our feedback page or at the bottom of any of our episode show notes. Also, if you are an iTunes user and you have a few spare minutes, we would love it if you would go and leave us a rating and review in the iTunes store. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, hopefully you like the show, we, we would love to have some ratings in there because right now we don't have any, though, but I know we have listeners who are subscribed in iTunes. So if you could do that, we'd really appreciate it. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.